All righty, Nathan. Man, thank you so much for coming out. Um, you work for the City of Keene. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, definitely. So uh, right now I'm the HR director. Uh, I've been in the position for almost three months. And uh, before, before HR director, you were doing something else. Different. Yeah, I was with it. So, so far, different title. I've been <laughs> with the city for uh, almost two years. I've been uh, the assistant to the city manager. And then I moved to the HR director. Okay. Because you're the guy who's actually uh, typing everything on online for uh, events, anything in social media posts uh, for emergencies, right? You were regularly updating the Facebook page whenever the ice storm, right? Right, definitely. So, so you're um, <laughs> by, by title, I'm the HR director, but I, um, I'm i the PIO, which is a public information officer mm-hmm. for the city. Um, so I do website posting, social media, I, um, if anyone from the media contacts the city, then it comes through me. I coordinate with the different departments that are involved and then I just communicate out. Okay. Um, and then I do a couple different things. Also, um, I deal with it on the internal. We do have a third party company that does, uh, the major it stuff. But if someone says one of their program doesn't work, well, I'm right there. I can just help them fix it and then get them back to working. So you're, um, you're kind of one of those, uh, like, I was, like I was talking with Gary, um, Gary and the fire chief and the police chief, everybody wears a lot of hats. I'm noticing yes. Keen. And I, I want to talk about all your hats. But before that, I want to see how you got to this place. So you started working for Keen two years ago? Yes. Okay. So what'd you do before that? Uh, before that, I worked for City of Venus. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and there I started in the utility department and I ended up as a financial assistant. Oh. Are you so, good with numbers? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you look like you're good with numbers cause I'm <laughs> terrible with numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, small town in Venus. Did you grow up in Venus? Uh, no. So I was born in Romania. What? Yeah. Um, I'm from the capital. Bucharest. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah. we're about from to get in some the, weeds here from the capital. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I came to United States when I was 10 and a half with my family. Um, so, and came straight to Texas. So I've uh, been here in Texas since 99. <laughs> yeah. We knew exactly. You, <laughs> Go to Texas. Why Texas? Um, my dad works for Texas instruments. Okay. What is that? Um, it's the ones that, um, do calculators, the yeah. TI 83. Yeah. Uh, so that's mainly kind of what they're known for. And then back in the past, they uh, they did uh, chips and different huh. electronic stuff for the military. Oh, some um, defense contracts. Right. Okay. But I don't know if they do it anymore. anymore yeah. But they still do chips um, for anything. Apple wow. or anything you have, most likely they worked on it. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So you, so in so tell me a little about Romania. I know you were ten years old, but explain to me a little bit about what you remember the life like there. I, I love culture. I love learning about cultures. The uh, the lifestyle is very cheap. So I've been back uh, two times since I moved here, and um, the way that I equate to people is that, like on a monthly salary, they would get paid about three hundred dollars. Mm compared to what a typical average salary is here. What's the government set up like? Is it socialist? Uh, so when when I was born in 88, um, it came just out of communism. Oh, wow. So I never got a chance to really see the true communism aspect of mm. the country. Uh, my parents definitely did. Um, but it's still, they're trying to work out of the almost a buddy system government. Uh, there were um, an instance a couple of years back where um, the people did not like what the government was doing. So obviously they protested and they went in front of the parliament and they stated their opinion and the course changed because obviously they saw the people and they saw the will of the people hmm. uh, because that's ultimately what it is when you're in government work is you have to work for what the citizens want 
and uh, provide well, them the best service. That's definitely not what communism was, though, back in the day. Correct. So, Correct. so is it more of a democracy, or, or it's definitely not a democratic republic like like America? But is it autocrat autocrat autocracy? Is that what they, <laughs> autocracy. They, <laughs> they uh they have a president just like we do. Okay. Um, you vote them in just like here. But I don't know much about the government, mm-hmm. which is because I was so yeah. small when yeah. I left. Um, and unfortunately, I don't keep up with it. Yeah. Well, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm more focused as to here. Yeah. Do you uh, still speak Romanian? I do. From yeah. time to time, I uh, talk to my parents. Is it, is it Buka or Boca? Buka, right? Is butt in Romanian? Buka or something like that? <laughs> my buddy. So I know it's funny. Uh, my, my buddy, uh, his brother married into a Romanian family and okay. they do the everything else so like they the romanians live uh, their their family lives in missouri i think things are where we yep. live and they do all the traditions of romanian uh they 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 grow their own wine they have their own stills they have uh these huge feasts that are so cool um and one of the things they always would yell at the kids hey i'm gonna slap your buka like this is one of those <laughs> i don't know if that's actually a thing but that's how that was cool yeah it's definitely the uh the culture is more towards bigger families yeah because um, a lot of them need help on the farm. So that's why a lot of the Romanian families, you will have anywhere between six kids. And there's uh, one at my church that have 14 kids. Yeah. I don't so, want to have these big family get together, just like 50 people. Right. Yeah. So, but a lot, a lot of dancing. When you move to the United States, is not much needed anymore. So you see the, the mm. second generation Romanians. Uh, or more uh, that two kids, hmm. maybe three kids. Interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I love that culture. I, I love like learning about anything that's honestly different than me. <laughs> right. Um, one of the things that they do is, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I just lost my train of thought there. Romania, still in wine. Say something in Romanian. Chesuzic. What is that? What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> so learning about it from your culture and your family, you, you go back there every so often. Is, does your family still live in Romania? No. So, um, well, Party for my uh, grandma and grandpa are the only ones left in Romania. Where's Romania, by the way? It's, you know, where the Black Sea is? Yeah. It's uh, borders of the Black Sea. So what, what other countries border that? I'm, I'm having trouble right now. Well, I'm trying to remember my geography so I, know, right? um, I believe bulgaria is underneath it okay moldova is up to the right of it okay i think ukraine bulgaria. is somewhere ukraine there. that's yeah. the one that neighbors it yeah isn't it just to the north i think ukraine is to the north north i could google this right now east, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean go on Either it looks way. like a fish oh, so if you Romania look at yeah if you look on the uh the map uh in europe it looks like a fish right next to the black sea huh did you ever go swimming in the back Black Sea? Mm-mm. No. Never Is that a no-no? Uh, well, <laughs> I never got a chance to make it there. but Dude, that's so fascinating to me. I, yeah. I freaking love it. I love learning about these cultures. Yeah, so uh, a lot of uh, people that migrate from Romania, they'll either go to like New York, which is the hmm. pretty much anywhere outside of the United States. People migrate to like New York because it's like all the cultures there. Hmm. Is the melting pot of any and every culture. Uh, Chicago will be one big uh, location, and then Dallas, Portland. Huh. Dallas has a pretty good population. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. How big is Romania, like population-wise? That you? Can I don't remember? know. I can't remember the population, but you would probably fit. I'd probably say ten times into Texas. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, Texas is also a massive state. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's the biggest thing? So learning that culture, having that culture, um, what's the biggest thing you've taken from that lifestyle, that country, you know, migrating here when you're 10 to how you apply to life today? Because the, the American way of life is completely different. Right. But because you've been able to experience differences, it typically gives people like you a different per- and very cool perspective. Right. Just like when you travel to third world countries and you come back, you're like, oh, my gosh, like we really are really good here. Like we're blessed here. It was a big culture shock for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take anything for granted. Um, 
even when we go to visit back, people think, hey, what'd you bring us? Because they think that literally money grows on tree. Hmm. You're from the United States. You have life way easier than us. And it's not the case. I mean, you can look left and right. People struggle just as much as they do back home. And it just puts it back in perspective as to obviously don't take anything for granted. Work hard for everything you have. And give back as much as you can because not everyone's fortunate. Uh, we came, uh, we ended up getting lucky because we ended up winning the uh, the visa lottery. And that's how we were able to migrate really? here. Huh. How does so, that work? So you have a couple, um, essentially a couple spots that are up, up for grab. And then you just put in your application. And if you win, you win. And then you have to get someone to sponsor you to be here. And then you go through the process of getting your citizenship. So was this your whole family? Mm-hmm. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a brother, sister, and my parents. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So you're 10 years old. Are you, like, where are you at with your sisters and brother, age-wise? Um, Middle sister, child? Uh, no, I'm the younger child. You're the youngest? Yeah. Oh, boy. The favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, older brother and older sister. Okay. Yeah. So... You move from Romania, you have a very unique perspective on how good America, I mean, granted, we all know that America has its issues and has its right. flaws, um, but it is a lot different than Romania and, and communist countries. Um, there seems to be a lot more opportunity um, yes. here. Is that still a perspective that you hold? Yes. Like, if you, a lot of the, um, so for instance, different jobs there. <laughs> A lot of people want to migrate out because they don't have the opportunity. So a lot of the uh, the doctors, they'll move out. Um, I worked with a Romanian doctor for a while. Yeah. Dr. Buka. <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll have specialized units like that. They, they'll move out to either uh, England, Spain, Germany, outside of the Romanian now, borders. Do they have to put in their time working in Romania first? No. Okay. They'll go to school in romania and then for opportunities they'll just go outside the country is school there free um up to college okay i don't believe college is paid for or okay. anything like that because in uh, like nigeria the bigger thing is that, that pretty much everything there is free um so you, you can get you can become a doctor or a dentist for free and, and all that stuff but you have to put in i think a year or two after you're done with your residency in back into the system you have to work there for a year or two and then you can leave. You can't leave until then. So that, that's, I was kind of curious. I know Africa is completely different, but <laughs> right. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, the military is a little bit to where they kind of not force you, but kind of is it like Israel. Um, cause I think it's 18 to 22 or something. You have to work for, you have to be in the military. If I'm not mistaken, you do have to put some time in. Yeah. Um, which is good. It always builds character. Oh yeah. Um, and stability in the purpose. And a person's uh, outlook towards life. Well, like it, like you, it gives perspective. You, yeah. you have a very different pr- perspective from a lot of people because you came from a socialist country like Romania, mm-hmm. where uh, you know you're not always guaranteed everything we're guaranteed here in America. Right. So I like that perspective. And I, I just telling, I forgot. I think I, I've probably said this on every podcast, but I think everybody should have to travel to a third country before they're ever entering the workforce. Uh, and I know Romania is not really third world. Uh, but just traveling to anything like that, whether it's Mexico or Central or South America, Europe, uh, Africa, anywhere but America right. that has a different way of life should give you a different perspective um, that's not first world before you even enter the workforce. Right. Because I'm sure because you've had this perspective, uh, growing up has been a lot different than you because I, I know you've seen people here in America that are so entitled and and have zero viewpoint on anybody but their own. Am I right? You're correct. Yeah. How do you deal with that? When you deal with these people who literally can't see any other person's perspective. I think the best way is to just try to explain it. A system and kind of try to put them in your position. That's the the only way. I mean, open their eyes to other people's problems or how they make decisions and kind of bring them in to explain 
why those decisions are made and do the best you can. I mean, there will always be some individuals that if you tell them the color is the sky is blue, they'll say, well, no, it's it's really <laughs> like a grayish or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, but keep trying. So and this hopefully is, one day it'll, it'll make sense to them. This is a conflict, right? Conflict resolution. Right. Uh, seeing from other people's perspectives, things like that. You know, the core of this is expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, how whenever you have conflict with somebody, it's because you probably have an un, unknown expectation for somebody to do something and vice versa. Everything comes back down to expectations on somebody. So you have different expectations on people because of where you came from. Right. How do you in your job role develop these because uh, you probably didn't even realize you have different expectations based on your growing up right um, as Americans uh, a lot of Americans who have lack of perspective have these very specific expectations for people to work a certain way or be a certain way so you in the idea of conflict resolution trying to get people to see from different perspectives how has that helped you in dealing with conflict? I know it's a very broad question, kind of open-ended, but. Right. Um, so how do you deal with expectations and conflict? Of course, I try to keep everyone at a high standard, especially in my role as HR, you have to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately the way I was grown, uh, I grew up is, um, give the best you can every time you do it obviously not everyone will do that um and ultimately i mean you just keep trying to explain it to them because obviously the conversation sometimes the conversation will break and what do you mean break so when you have you expect something to be done maybe the instructions were not clear um maybe they understood the instructions wrong mm. um so there's always that two-way street on the communication You're side kind of just asking the question kind of trying and dive, right. diving a little deeper into why they may act a certain way right mm. so it, it might not be because they intended to do it wrong it's just they didn't understand it mm. and they did uh, the best they could mm. so have you ever done uh, the exercise where you're blindfolded and you're given a loaf of bread and a peanut butter. Um, no. And then you have someone else that's not blindfolded walk you through how to make a peanut butter and jelly uh, huh. sandwich. I've never done that. So if you ever get a chance to do it <laughs> or do uh, you have a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, is he old enough to be able to manipulate or do uh, things like this? So he's five. He's into game theory right now. But okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, or with, with a wife. brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> no, that's that is the best one yeah. for. <laughs> I don't um, know, man. For, I mean, <laughs> You're trying to set me up. I'm not about this. <laughs> Excuse me. It could be good or bad for marriage. <laughs> but no, just have her give you the instructions. Okay. And you do it blindfolded. And you'll see by the end of it, what you thought you were doing, you were doing it right. And that you were following the instructions that were given to you. But from her perspective, you're not doing it right. Mm. Because Does it happen every time? It happens every single time. Because you say, okay, open the the bag. How do you (laughs) typically open the bag? Just. (laughs) Right. Well, she might have thought, well, just take the little holder at the end of the bag and open it and take it the proper holder. right oh god i hate that holder yeah okay pause before you i want to hear more about that but do you actually like tie the bag and have the little holder and clip it and stuff uh, with, with like a loaf of bread no i just touch yeah. it under yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah i think it's a guy thing man not gonna yeah. lie because it's much wife, quicker oh, it's obviously like, yeah. you, you can twist it and then do the the little twisty tie or a clip you can do that but finding the clip every time is a right. pain in the butt yeah i'm oh, sorry but continue. <laughs> but there'll be individuals because I've done this uh, a couple times in um, some <clears throat> leadership classes where you'll see people literally rip the bag from the middle because you said open the mm-hmm. bag, right? 
um, and then take bread out, open the jar, put peanut butter on it, and make the sandwich. Mm. But the, there are the different steps, and obviously, being um, in my role, we we try to have good instructions to the best that we can, right? Um, to provide the best service. Sometimes we'll fail and we'll make the corrections that needed to be made mm-hmm. and then move forward. Yeah. We're not perfect. Hmm. Um, but that's my biggest take on that. But um, expectation from the people. And I love that. That's, that's great. I love hearing that from again, city leaders. I've, I've heard very similar things like this from each leader of police chief, fire chief, uh, Gary, um, the mayor, every one of y'all have a very unique perspective on handling this, which I really like, but it seems like a lot of people because, and this is every city, every person, um, the expectations on city leaders is very high, very, very high. That standard is like, you, you can never please everybody. And I feel like that happens a lot. Um, from the, from the city of Keene and its residents looking at the officials, you guys. So how do you deal with that? They have such a high bar that you can never meet. How do you deal? And that's not everybody. I get that. There's always people that are going to set that bar for you guys very, 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 very high. Um, But hearing, like having this conversation with you guys is very beneficial to hear where y'all come from. What actually happened with a certain situation? Like what actually happened with that whole freeze thing with everything that's frozen? Uh, Hearing from from your perspective on the steps that took place for y'all to resolve this, not only conflict, but disaster was beneficial, I think. So for the people who are always having that that bar set so high for you guys, what do you say to that? Ultimately, we're trying the best we can with what we have. And we will keep trying until we make it right. Yeah. Like you said, we we will not make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. We understand. Um, like, for instance, right now, utility billing. We have one person that is over the utility. Essentially, her main role is utility department. And then we have the court administrator who helps with taking payments. But other than that, she's the main person. So she has about 2,400 accounts that she has to handle. So you'll have days that when the, the bill is due, you'll have people all the way line out the door. Mm. Or she yelled at a lot. She does. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are times, too, where she gets cussed at. Mm. And unfortunately, I mean, yes, people have the freedom to do it. But I don't know if their their anger or dislike is really towards her, mm. but she is the first outlet. Yeah. Maybe um, they have a really hard day or even a hard life. Yeah. And, and you never know what yeah. the person just went through, right? Mm. And then this is the icing on the cake. Mm. The right? straw like broke the camel's back. Right. Um, <clears throat> but we, we try our best. So she, she does a wonderful job go account after account and you'll have days that she won't be even able to have lunch because it's literally back to back to back to back why doesn't why don't people do like uh, online bill pay they do um so we do provide the online bill pay um if you want to set it up with your bank like for me mm-hmm. for my utility i just um i pay a certain amount every single month and if my bill is more than that, then I just pay the remaining amount. Um, if not, then it just creates a kind of credit. Mm-hmm. So then my next month is a little bit less, but yeah. I still pay the same exact. It's a recurring. Um, so it just seems like a more streamlined and easier process. Yeah. Than having and then, every time. And then we have the Dropbox where people can drop off their payment outside of the uh, city hall. Yeah. I did that uh, when you, I was work, living there. Yeah, you come in person, pay by credit card or by uh, um, by check, mm-hmm. cash. Um, but it's all about but expectation. Still, you know? I mean, it's, it's still a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. And we do quite a bit. We have a lot of customers that either don't get paid on time to where 
So for instance, you, your bill is due on the seventh, right? And then on the 20th is when you get cut off if you don't pay on time. Um, but people will either not pay on the seventh, um, and then they'll get the late notice mm. at or the late uh, what ten percent late fee on it, uh, or there are a lot of people that show up right on the seventh and they'll pay. Yeah, so that's when you get the busiest days. You'll get it on the seventh, the twentieth. Mm. Uh, people will come. So if the twentieth, for instance, falls on a weekend, then you have the following Monday to Oof. pay, and then on Tuesday is when the list comes out for cutoffs. And then it gets uh, sent, out. sent out to public works. They go out, shut water off. And uh, and we definitely work with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like we have extension pay to where you, uh, if you need till the end of the month, we'll definitely work with you. So if anybody's where, listening to this and they're that person who's standing in those long lines and may have actually, you know, been very frustrated with uh, what, what's her name? Who Alice, Allison. Allison. Yeah. I'm sorry, Allison. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they've been in those situations, um, what would you want to say to them that are that maybe they're just maybe yelling, very frustrated? Um, what would you say to them? Just ultimately have patience with us too, right? Uh, truly, from the bottom of my heart, we have very great employees. Mm-hmm. That's we, what I hear. Tr- we try our very best. It, People may not see us working, but we try our very best to do everything we can to provide the best service. Yeah. And ultimately, that's, yeah, we just leave it on the table. Yeah. I mean, it's, we try our best. It if, seems like it, man. Honestly. If we, if we have individuals that we see that they're not essentially picking up their slack, uh, or if they do struggle, Outside of like them being lazy, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're working on a project and you're struggling, um, we are a, such a great team atmosphere that like the city secretary will help you with a project or Molly and uh, EDC. Um, I'll help different things like that. Mm-hmm. It goes back to wearing a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have different experience in different um, areas and we try our best to make sure that projects get completed on time. And if something comes up, it's all hands on deck. I wonder if, if because you, the unity that you guys have is due to the fact of those multiple hats, everybody's wearing, because a lot of the conflict that occurs within positions, within uh, any companies, because like, for instance, say somebody has one role of marketing and then somebody has a, another role of, um, I don't know, city works or city water department or whatever. Um, that's their role. That's their specialty. And sometimes it's sometimes actually many times those roles bleed into each other. Right. right. Uh, and if you have one person, that's their only job. They have one person that's their only job. That conflict can e- easily occur. But because you guys are wearing so many hats, you know what it's like to be on the other side because you have so many roles. Right. And so I wonder if some of that unit that you guys are, are experiencing is because everybody is wearing those same hats. Very similar to how um, like uh, the fire chief. He's was a police officer for a long time. Um, he wears a lot of hats as well. He's the emergency department or emergency management coordinator as well. And and because he's worn a lot of hats, does wear a lot of hats, he can see from other people's perspectives. Right. Just like you. You can see what it might be like on the water side because you help with the water side. Right. And so that's a very cool benefit that I like about that small town, a uh, lot of hat atmosphere. It could be hard, I'm sure. Right. But Ulti- ultimately, cool. uh, the bigger you get as a city, Obviously, you get niched into despots. Yeah. So, like, if you go to Dallas, for instance, I hate going to Dallas. You will not see. Do you like uh, going to Dallas? Um, <laughs> well, my parents still live in Plano, so oh, I, I did not there. because it takes about two hours to get there. <laughs> but yeah, so you you won't have, let's say, for instance, finance. You will not see them step foot into. I don't know. Anything, right? <laughs> yeah, like they don't go from one department to the other. But here we we work as a team, and it definitely helps with the retention, mm. right? You, if you have, I look at it a little bit as a, a family culture as well. 
will definitely be like brother and sisters where you get along a lot of the time and then do you guys do like uh events outside of work um no but no. we try to do lunches here and there oh, cool uh do like a potluck and shoot all get, to a party over here man if you want yeah <laughs> get everyone to uh show up at least have lunch yeah um because sometimes i don't get to see the public works people mm-hmm. or the fire department or the police department and probably been like six months since i've seen them Right. So having one or two lunches throughout the year where you can kind of bring everyone back together and kind of just chat for 30 minutes, whatever your lunch is, and just say hi and just go about your day. But it still kind of brings it back. Right. That's that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that from everybody who I've had on the podcast so far says the exact same thing. And ultimately, it helps with the retention. Last year, we had uh, our former HR director, Amber. Um, she, during one of our executive staff meetings, she brought a statistic that, so back in March is when she brought the, uh, the information. In the past two years, so prior to that, two years, the, um, the city had a 45 employee turnover. What's the percentage on that? Like uh, overall, so how many city employees do you have? We have 48. Oh, so wow. So almost your whole staff it turned over in two turned years. Over. Wow. Just about. So you lose a lot of knowledge. Right? Also very expensive. We had uh, one of our public works guys. He, um, great guy, young guy. Um, he, he knew where every water meter was. But he left. Right. So now you have that um, learning curve mm. of the new person to figure out exactly where the water meter is. Um, so if they get called out to a location, they don't have to search around the property for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They can just go directly to the meter, turn it off, and be done. Are you guys seeing that same turnover now? No. So we... Um, in the, so this year, we've had... If I'm not mistaken, four, four okay. people. Wow. Um, Could that turnover be, have been attributed to like the beginning of the pandemic and stuff? So last year it was, we, we were uh, fortunate enough to not be impacted by um, the pandemic. Uh, a lot of the individuals go to bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of get their experience here. Better opportunities. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of our police officers that, Ended up going to one, went to Prosper, one went to Wiley. Hmm. I mean, obviously, we can't compete with those type of cities, right? But they have opportunities to be in SWAT or yeah. specialized units that that's what they might like. They can go to Fort Worth or Dallas and just uh, get shot at every day if they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, just, I was funny because like my buddy, he's a, he's a Fort Worth officer, and that's what he says. He goes, Yeah, I work east side, and uh, there's a shooting every day. I mean, he goes, I've, I've pulled my gun almost every shift. Like, <laughs> he goes, it's crazy. What's nice about the city and the, the culture that we're building and we're trying to maintain is the give back to the community. So, uh, the police chief, what uh, him being, what, about just over a year, mm-hmm. right? Um, right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, get him to come in, reevaluate the department, and make it towards more of a, Hey, get out of the car. Go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as hey, much as a, you could during great the pandemic. Discussion. Right? We had, yeah, we had a great discussion about that. Or the wonderful um, employees at the fire department. Mm-hmm. They volunteer quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the community all the time. And, I mean, there are certain positions that you kind of expect it. You can't obviously force anyone to volunteer their time because if you're a city employee and you go do something extra, then you should be paying them, mm-hmm. right? But we're fortunate the PD, the fire, um, volunteer quite a bit and uh, kind of give back into the community. Um, and that's the that's what also kind of drew me towards the city is the culture. 
and I enjoy working here. Um, and I definitely look forward to working for a while here. Yeah. Um, and that culture you keep, you've mentioned a few times now, um, you're, you're saying from, so basically two years ago or last year, um, there was a, a change that occurred. Am I right? Where you guys were trying to create and build a new culture within the city government and all the, the city employees. Right. Is that right? Yeah. So it started kind of at the beginning. So I started with the city uh, December 2019. So almost right day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see people are friendly. Uh, it makes it much easier to come to work when everyone gets along. Everyone tries their best. Mm-hmm. No one is slacking to where now I have to pick up their slack. Right. Yeah. Uh, because I definitely like if I see someone waiting in line at the window, I'm not going to wait until this person decides to stop talking to someone else. Or um, like if, for instance, they're on the phone with a customer, mm-hmm. like I'll help whoever's waiting there. That way they get them in, out and they're done so the impression of the city is that we are working and for the make, people for the people and yeah. making it easy for you to because obviously no one wants to wait in line for yeah. 10 minutes right yeah. um but how, how do you maintain that it seems like you have a good niche right now but how do you maintain that good question yeah yeah um we try to do like employee relation type thing. So going back to the uh, the lunches or some majority of people want to be valued, right? Obviously. So yeah. if, if, if they don't get the vibe that they're valued, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they don't leave because of the pay. They'll leave because of the supervisor mm-hmm. or the culture. Mm-hmm. And Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, some huge hot button points. Right. So we try. Obviously, we have the standards that we have to meet. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. your standard is this is your job. You do your job. But. But you don't, you don't got to walk over people to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, we we <clears throat> try to work. As much as we can. But if you need a five minute break, take a five minute break. Go walk clear your head because there'll be times that are it's definitely going to be stressful Mm -hmm. there's always something going on at home sometimes you know and if you don't give people the opportunity for them to just kind of take a step back take a breath you will get people and employees that will talk back to the customer your customer service will decline Mm. right because now they're stressed now you have an attitude I'll get an attitude. <laughs> and it's, not, cycle. it's not productive at yeah. all. So at least doing that, small things will definitely make a big impact yeah. in your organization. Yeah. Oh, no, I completely agree. And I think that you, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about knowing your employees, you know, knowing the people who are working for the city, becoming friends with them, um, understanding that like life happens and like this job, it's a great job. You, you, you do have that bottom line you got to meet. Um, but at the end of it, like it's, it's not a life and death situation. You you know, you're not, uh, there, there's, there's a lot more going on in people's lives. And I think it seems like at least that unity that you guys are having also has something to do with that, where everybody knows each other in some cool ways where, um, you know, that there's life outside of work, <laughs> you know, there's right. a good work life balance. There's, uh, people being aware, like, say, like, uh, you're HR director. So you, you know, that, uh, the employees out the work, the personal life of employees uh, has a huge factor on their very well-being too. So, right. by the way, what time you got to get out of here? Um, just a little bit, probably ten minutes. Cool. So, before uh, we wrap up, I, I do want to know how you got to. So, you you came from Romania, you came here to Texas, been in Texas all your life. Well, I'm guessing went to regular old school. Where'd you go to college? Um, I started in community college um, up in uh, Plano. Collin County Community okay. College, and then uh, moved to uh, University of Texas at Arlington. Okay. Got my criminal justice degree. Ah, in criminal justice. Yeah. Okay. Why criminal justice? Uh, so I started uh, back when I was uh, 15. I started as a police explorer. 
Ah. So essentially I've been in government work for one way or another, or I guess local government since I was 15. Okay. Uh, being part of the police department and then uh, moved to city hall side and been working. Um, I'm also uh, certified with Texas as a police officer. So you look like a police officer. Makes sense. Oh, thanks. Makes sense. <laughs> he goes, thanks. <laughs> So, so what's your passion, by the way? Like, what are the things that you love to do? So I do photography on the side. Oh, um, definitely. I like gaming. What, what game you play or games? Uh, either Call of Duty or Dude, Rocket League. We got to get on Call of Duty. Yeah. You play Warzone? Uh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. It's too fast paced. It is fast paced. Yeah. So what do you play on Call of Duty? Like campaign or uh, just multiplayer? I mean, multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Like Nuketown? Uh, no. Dude. No, it's too small of a map. Gosh, I'm like 0 for 3 at this point. <laughs> so you're a gamer, you're a photographer. Uh, what else? Um, essentially, I mean, I like listening to music. Anything and everything. What's your genre? Everything? Everything, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, my dad used to be a choir director, so okay. music has been in my life since little. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of the time, like whenever I need to focus Believe it or not, this is so cliche, but I like techno music. <laughs> there you go. And then there everyone makes fun of me because, Dude. oh, yeah, you're from Europe. So, you, of course, you <laughs> like techno, right? <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. I think they're profiling you. That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Anything that I can listen to that's actually has got a good beat and uh, I can I can vibe with. Yeah. I like the background noise, essentially. Okay. Is that how you decompress? Yeah. Yeah. Do you go running at all when you when you listen to music? Uh, no, I, I hate running. I should be. Uh, <laughs> I hate running. The wife is a triathlon uh, athlete. Really? So I, you, you would think that I would run yeah. or be more active. Um, she tries to make me. <laughs> Yeah. So, so do you play ball? Like, do you, are you, do you have any type of outlet like that? So I used to play soccer. Okay. Typical European. I'm not sport. gonna, I wasn't gonna I say mean, it, man. I was, football. I guess, <laughs> football. Right. No, yeah. football. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, man. Um, but I haven't done much. I, I like going uh, mountain biking. Oh, do you love it? You're yeah. Cleburne trails out there? Uh, I haven't been on that trail. Um, Those are pretty I've nice. been at the Cedar Hill one. Oh, yeah. I haven't been out there. Um, so that one's a pretty nice trail. Dude, nice. It, the way they have it is pretty cool laid <laughs> out. Like the people walking is opposite of you. So you like. Are they dirt trails? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you go at the entrance, people walking, you go to the right and people on bike go to the left. Oh, nice. So when you come up to the person, they can see you. Okay. You see them and all that. So so do you live in Keene? No. Okay. Uh, where do you live? Uh, In Venus. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. Very cool. So out of college, um, you thought you were going the criminal justice route, the police officer route. Wasn't for you. Right. And then you went directly to Venus? Uh, yeah. Well, so I used to work for Plano, a civilian employee okay. of a police department. And then I went to Venus as okay. a city hall side. So after after Venus, you went came here to Keene. You've been here since. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Yeah. So where do you want to see Keene in 10 years? Like, think big, like. If you were going to just throw out some crazy idea that you really want to see happen, what would it be? Definitely keeping uh, like the main old Betsy, right? I think that should from uh, like Hillcrest to Pioneer, beautiful area mm-hmm. with all the flags and the pond and all that. Definitely. That should not change ever. Okay. Um, but I think... <clears throat> There definitely needs to be opportunities for um, the kids and the college uh, individuals. And what does that mean? So obviously we have the park, mm-hmm. but we need to have uh, another outlet for them to be able to stay out of trouble. Obviously, like right now, for instance, um, our property crime is up in uh, in Keene. What is um, up? Like an extra three property crimes a year? <laughs> no, so on average, they do, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, anywhere between 12 and 15 okay. uh, reports for property crime. A year Sorry. or? No, a month. A month. Oh, wow. So obviously with kids out of school, 
mm. their ward. They try to do, I don't know, interesting something else. And a lot of times it's not good. Yeah. So providing some other outlet for individuals to keep it busy. What would that um, outlet be for you? I think a sports program, okay. I think would be good. A basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Um, I they're, they're playing out on the courts all the time. I, I freaking love going out there. I see that. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to, uh, I'm actually uh, working on uh, possibly getting uh, movies in the park. Oh. Coming up. Back, so. like, well, like it was uh, a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. it, it, we had it almost every year. So obviously last year COVID hit and we had to cancel it. Our uh, contract with that company canceled. So um, shoot, I'll do it, man. I get a projector out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I used to do that at our church. Yeah, just do uh, <clears throat> do a movie here and there. Mm-hmm. I do like your idea about like a tournament with basketball. Mm-hmm. I think that will be a pretty big hit. It'd be huge. In fact, a lot of those guys out there go to other tournaments. They're, they're all in tournaments. Cause right. I play with them a lot. Right. And when I'm, when my knee wasn't busted, um, yeah. but they, they go to other tournaments because they want to, they want to jump in and play, but well, let's definitely work on something mm-hmm. and let's uh, put it together. Obviously, you know, the people. Yeah. And, uh, even just see put the what signage, the, see what the vibe is. Mm-hmm. See if they want to put like a, what a three man. Yeah. That'd be up dude. Threes. Is that love it? Yeah. Yep. Three court threes, half court. Is it? Yeah. If you what do like you do a weekend, court? no, I mean, you can do a full court, but you'd be, you do five on five. Is it? But right. Like, Park ball is typically half court. So are there enough for a five team? Five teams? Yeah. Or are they typically three? Do you want like a five man team? I mean, anything. Because if you do one, because if you do half court, then you can do two matches at Mm -hmm. one time. So and three is a lot more fun. Um, Fives is a lot more running. (laughs) Right. So the the age range out there is anywhere from high school all the way to, you know, 50, 50 years old. Uh, So you have a lot of uh, adults who don't want to run it. They want to play ball, but they don't want to run full court because literally full court is just who's better in shape. <laughs> right. You can't play ball if, you, if you're just doing that. I would lose. Oh, dude, I, full court, I'm done. I'm just, I can't. Uh, but half court, you can play a lot of games and have fun. I mean, I'll I'll tell you something embarrassing just, just between <laughs> oh, us. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, just between yeah, us yeah, on yeah. the recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I ended up twisting my ankle playing volleyball. Right, so. I've done it. Sometimes I'm not coordinated in sports, so I will not play basketball. <laughs> Dude, you're talking to the guy who's got both busted ankles. I got a busted knee. Yeah, it's all from basketball. Hey, all that from it. Yeah. Except the bubble. I, and I then the bubble. That was the a bubble. bad luck. <laughs> that was all terrible. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah, so let's talk about that, uh, that tournament a little more. Yeah, Maybe get definitely. something going with that. So anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Ultimately, my, my big thing towards our citizens is if you have concerns issues ideas definitely reach out to us there are a lot of times that i notice so obviously being the pio i do monitor social media mm-hmm. um to kind of get a vibe as to what's going on post uh, let people know but a lot of times we're not contacted yeah i i we do have social media we have email we have our website where you can contact us and we try our best to respond as quickly as possible to the concern. Sometimes it, it takes a couple steps to get the end result. Um, patience, we're asking for patience mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, ultimately, we are trying our very best to do everything that we can to provide the best service. And let I want it to not be viewed as some people might say us against them, right? It's a partnership at the end of the day. Yeah. We want the best for the community as much as they want the best for their own community. Mm -hmm. And if we can get together and I I definitely want to look into doing more of the uh, coffee with the administration, right? Yeah, Um, that was awesome. It was a pretty good turnout. Yeah. Good. Uh, we had several people come in and talk. So and for people who didn't know, there was a, a coffee with the fire chief, police chief, and city, city manager, right? Yes, sir. New city manager. Uh, and he's just telling me it's a great turnout. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's that's what cities need to do more. Right. So we're looking into doing that um, <clears throat> quarterly. Oh, cool. And then just move it around town. We go to different businesses and kind yeah. of just uh, 
get people to come out, talk to you, yeah. um, and maybe look into different um, timeframes too. That way, obviously, some people can't make it in the morning. Yeah. Uh, maybe do an afternoon or lunchtime. Or I was something, about to come right? with it last time, but my kids were losing it. <laughs> well, come on next time. I'll, I'm okay. going to try. Yeah, I, do. We'll, I try to, I've tried to make it out to everything that they've done the past like month. And I, yeah. something always freaking coming up. It makes me mad. And ultimately we love the community. Yeah. The, well, obviously, although some people had an opinion on it being on the fifth, the parade, right? The celebration, 4th of July celebration on the fifth, mm-hmm. right? There was issues we, with that. I mean, there were individuals that thought it was on a Monday huh. and understandable people. Some people don't get off yeah, on the that's fifth, true. right? Um, but we had a wonderful turnout. Mm. There were people on either side of old Betsy lined up watching the parade. Good parade turnout. I was definitely impressed. Yeah, And it goes back to the, the culture of the community yeah. is that they're involved in uh activities here and it was awesome kids it's awesome those pictures like really cool from any different age like from very young young to the older generation it was awesome Hmm. to see and everyone enjoyed it well strong work man yeah i'm sure i'm sure you put a lot of blood sweat and tears in that i personally i cannot take uh credit for it i had no involvement in it okay. i just did photos yeah <laughs> so uh, but everyone else it was definitely an awesome uh anywhere from the uh celebration committee to our uh, city staff to the sponsors mm. um it was definitely an awesome side to see yeah i was trying to get out there even to be part of the parade just to get this the podcast out more you know yeah. I thought about jumping in, but I kind of because my again my freaking leg. <laughs> Get you a little wheelie. Oh, I'm, yeah, those little uh, little scooter deal, dude. I wish they just hand me crutches and say good luck. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Well, I don't yeah. want to keep you any longer. Um, definitely, I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Yeah. So overall, last words. Well, I appreciate uh, having me, dude. It's great, and uh, definitely contact us if we need anything to do for you, uh, for the public, and um work with us and have patience with us yeah and and my perspective my role here is to, to talk more about these things yeah to let people know exactly what your roles are and the heart behind it and that's the and, biggest thing and definitely we we're trying to make it much easier on our website to like obviously they're big topics potholes right yeah, <laughs> yeah. um easier for you to yeah, definitely put in a complaint on where it is so we are aware of oh cool um or if you have a concern like a light is out or uh, you name it. I'm trying to yeah. kind of build a little bit the website Dude, on nice. that aspect to make it much easier for user friendly. Yeah, Dude. that's a big deal. So um, it Great takes job. time, yeah. obviously, but especially with all the hats you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely well dude nathan uh man i really appreciate you coming on the show I, i've learned a lot and i really appreciate all you do for the city of king because you do a lot and because you're the main guy I'm dealing with just even with uh with these scheduling the, the interviews scheduling the, the podcast and topics and stuff and i know you wear a lot of hats and i know you're very busy and you do a lot of good work so strong work on that i appreciate thank it. you so much for coming on the, on the conversation with me, man all yeah. right you have a good day thank you, you too.